Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. We are a family. We are not an organization. We are not a business place. We are a house of God, and we are the family of God. Amen. We love each other as the Lord loves us. And we want to extend the love to each other. Amen. If you are here as a member, we guarantee that you will be taken care and you will be loved by other people. Do you love one another? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I would like to talk. I want, I want to. Hmm. I need to start again. I want to talk about resurrection. And it's going to be a very simple, quick message. Oh, everyone say good, quick message. <laughs> My, when I say quick message, for me, it's about an hour. <laughs> My normal message is about two hours. So quick message about, is about an hour. Are you okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. If you cannot handle the church for one hour, you cannot handle to be in heaven. Because in heaven, you're going to be there forever. Amen. We're going to be in the presence of God here. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 to 4. The Bible says, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we ask that your Holy Spirit will come and teach us. You are the teacher, Holy Spirit. And you will speak into our spirit. You renew our mind. Your word is like a medicine that will heal our body. Your word is more sweeter than honey. Your word is like a rock that we will stand on and we will not be swayed to the right and to the left. The, the Lord, when the storm comes, we will not be able to be pulled down, but we will be to stand to the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we ask you, Lord. Amen. Resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is one of the greatest events of the world. Amen. It's one of the most amazing things that you can imagine as a medical doctor. As you know, I'm a neurosurgeon by background. I have been in the hospital, working in the hospital for many years. And I have seen people who almost died in front of me. People who died in front of me in the ICU. And the doctor tried to resuscitate. You know, tried to pump the heart, get the heart machine pumped. And the heart will come back and give adrenaline and sodium carbohydrate and give uh, all the medication, steroid, try to get the heart and the life back. And many times we fail. And we know that even though sometimes people come back, they may not be as normal. They will not be like uh, functioning like normal because they have some brain damage. So in order to just get a person who almost dead or dead already to back to life within a few minutes, you have only the window of five minutes for before the brain to really function again. You know that our brain cannot lack oxygen for more than five minutes. If you cut off oxygen from the brain for more than five minutes, you, the brain cell will be gone and never come back. So as a medical doctor, to see a person named Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for sure. He is not just sleeping. 
because the soldier put a big spear on the side of his body, and the, um, definitely when you put the spear on the side, you're going to go into the heart because the heart is here. Is that right? So when the spear go in, going to cut into the heart, and the water, uh, the, the 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 blood will come out, and that. Kind of situation without cardiac surgeon, without ICU, without operating room, hanging on the cross, the person gonna die for sure. He definitely died, shed his blood on the cross. And it's amazing to me that the dead person like him who was buried in the tomb, three days later came back to life. He came back to life. Wow. It blow my mind. As a doctor, it's impossible in a scientific world. It's impossible. No matter how high technology you have. You know, nowadays the technology is so good. Medical technology is so wonderful. You can save a lot of people. But no matter how high technology you have, if a person died and is buried in the tomb for more than three days, there is no way, no way that that person will come back to life. But our God, His name is Jesus. He came back to life on the third day. And He was walking on earth for more than 40 days. And then 500 people witnessed His resurrection and his new glorious body. He was walking through the wall. He has a new glorious body. Amen. Amen. You know, when you think about this carefully, you will see that this is amazing. Our God can raise a person up from the dead. How big our God, how powerful our God is. You know, I thank God that Jesus Christ is not in the tomb anymore. I, I was not a believer long time ago. Now I, I follow other religion. And I remember when I was young, you know, growing up from five years old to 23 years old before I became a Christian, I like to go and worship this God and that God. And you know, usually I worship what? Worship their bones and their uh, ashes. You know, worship their, their dead body. But one day when I come to learn the Bible and find out that there is no bone of Jesus to worship. He's alive. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. You know, right hand of the Father, the King of all kings, is a position of authority. He has all the authority on, on this earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, and thank God that... I want to tell you, actually, this is not in my sermon, but I want to tell you, I, I'm, right now I'm just speaking from the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I thank God that, you know, many times, how many of you, when you face a difficult situation, and you say, in the past, you say, oh, hopeless, there's no way, this is a bad situation, economy is bad, I lose my job, blah, 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 the situation is look impossible. But I tell you, as a Christian, we don't need to do like that. We don't need to sit around and feel hopeless. We don't need to sit around and feel like there is no way. You know why? Because we have the living God up there. We have the living God up there. And this God, we can come to Him. We can come to Him. We don't need to go through any priests. We don't need to go through any saints. We can come to Him directly. Because we have the mediator and His name is Christ Jesus. We can come to God. 
and we can pray and we can talk to the living God and the living God will hear us the living God will listen to us and the living God will answer the prayer and the situation will be changed hallelujah hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah as a Christian we have hope Amen. Because I have a living God we can talk to. Amen. I remember many years ago when uh, one, of our, one of our couples here uh, got pregnant. Not couple, the, the woman, the, not the man. The wife got pregnant and the doctor said that your son going to be a Down syndrome uh, kid. Oh, she didn't have to sit around, oh, feel sad, taking Prozac. Taking any anti-depression. She doesn't, did not have to sit around and think about abortion or whatever. She can go to church and she say, Brothers, let's pray to the living God. My God is the living God. And we prayed and we prayed. And that kid came out normal. Yeah. Hallelujah. And he's still sitting here right now. Where is Justin? Justin, could you stand up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can Pastor Caesar come up here? Pastor Caesar. It was Pastor Caesar. Hallelujah. Are you glad that your God is a living God? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone say, I have hope. hope. Faith Faith. is about today. But hope is about the future. You know we have hope. You can come up here, Pastor Caesar. We have hope because we're going to be resurrected and have a new body. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have hope. One minute. Uh, just, just sit here. Just sit here. We have hope. We have hope because as Jesus was raised from the dead, on the last day, we're going to be raised from the dead too. We're going to have a new glorious body. Amen. We're going to live in... We know that we're going to have a new glorious body in heaven. You know, how many people feel that you're getting older? I don't look at you. You feel you're getting older. But I want to tell you, sometimes when you think about getting older, you feel depressed. Because you want to live a long life, you want to be young, is that right? Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, as a Christian, we don't need to get depressed. Because we're going to have a new young body in heaven. And we're going to just cross to the other side. And live a new life, a new glorious body on the other side. Amen. Wow, what a good deal. It's a good deal. As a Christian, we don't need to get depressed. We know that we're going to go to the other side and we will have a new glorious body. And we're going to live for eternity. I'm going to, be, I'm going to talk to Pastor Da for eternity. I'm so glad. Amen. Are you tired of me now? No? Okay. I'm not tired of you either. And I'm not tired of people in this room. Are you glad we're going to be together for eternity? But not only that, in this life, can you imagine? I conclude here and then let Pastor Caesar take over. In, in this life, you know, think about it. 
our God is so powerful that He can raise Jesus from the dead. How much power is that? How much power? There is no religious leader in the world. There is no man in the world can raise the dead up in, after three days. He is so powerful and that power is available to you. That power is available to you by the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. And that Spirit is in you if you are a Christian. And that Spirit gives you the power to overcome anything in your life. I want to say like this. Read last scripture. It's not in there. I just feel the Holy Spirit want me to read this. And then I will give time to Pastor Caesar to, to talk to you. You know, many times Christians, we just want to celebrate uh, Good Friday. You know, we want to celebrate uh, the, the, the death of Jesus Christ and all these things. And every time I think about that, God talked to me. Son, you don't need to, you, you are not Good Friday anymore. You are not at the, the feet at the cross anymore. You are not living in that realm anymore. This is what the Bible says. Raised up together and made a seat together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, every time we talk about history, God said those are history. People stand at the, cro- at the feet of the cross. People were in, in the Friday, you know, having communion, the last supper with Jesus. The Lord told me this. We all are not there anymore. We are sitting at the right hand with the Father, with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are victorious. We are in a position of victory. Amen. Hallelujah. You have authority and you have victory in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you glad? Everyone say, I have victory. I have authority. Because I have been raised up. With Jesus Christ and sit with him at the throne of authority in heaven. My position is the king that rules on earth with the power of resurrection in Christ Jesus. Turn to each other and say, You are a king. Hallelujah. It's always very interesting. I believe some of you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> no, so I find it so interesting. The pastor always tried to teach us and tell us about yielding to the Holy Spirit. I didn't figure it was going to come like this, but... <laughs> However, I'll take it. I take any time to be able to testify of the goodness and the grace of our Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'd like to read one scripture here to you. And you don't have to worry about the PowerPoint team because they don't have it. I just <laughs> open it up myself. Paul says like this, Second Corinthians, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'll read from verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come 
with excellence of speech, or of wisdom declaring the, to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. I notice here, you would think that Paul, such a prolific speaker, such a great speaker, was saying that I didn't come to you with any excellent words. And he says, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. In other words, Paul says, I don't want to come here to tell you about my accolades. I don't want to come to tell you about how wonderful I am. All I, want, all I come here to tell you is about how good Jesus is. And what he has done for you. And notice how Paul came to them. He says, in my speech, in my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit. And he says, in my weakness. So Paul came in his weakness. He came with fear. He came with trembling. So you ought to ask, your, or you ask the question, why did he come with fear? Why does he come with trembling? Why does he come like that? Because Paul was so afraid that what he preached to the people about Jesus being Put on trial, crucified, dead, and buried, and raised from the dead. He was so afraid that the people that he was preaching to would not accept that message. And when, because they would not accept that message, that means that they would not be with God eternally. They would be away from God eternally. Eternally separated from God. That's why he came to him with fear and much trembling. Brothers and sisters, many of you may sit here today and you say, what, what is this all about? What is this Jesus all about? What is all this crucifixion and all of these things all about? It's about we were once dead in our trespasses. And because of Jesus being nailed to the cross for your sins and Jesus raising from the dead, you are now alive in him. We don't have to be dead in our sins anymore. This is one of the greatest messages ever. It trains history. It changed the course of history. This message of Jesus coming, being nailed to a cross, taking the sins of mankind. The sins of mankind is what has separated us from God. See, we may want to think that we are some wonderful and great people and so forth. That's true. In part. But we also need to attach that we are sinners as well too. We have broken the law of God. And because we have broken the law of God. There's a consequence when you break the law of God. It's a consequence for that. Just as well as you go out and rob a bank. It's a consequence 
that you have to pay for robbing a bank. You broke the law. Some of us may sit here and say, I ain't never broke no law. I ain't never robbed anything. I have you lied before. Some of you will probably say, yes, I have. Have you coveted somebody else's stuff? Have you been jealous in your life or something? Have you served or have you ever worshipped some other kind of God? You have broken the law of God. And you're convicted as a sinner. But there's a punishment that goes with sin. That's why Jesus could not just come here and just die. See, Jesus had to be bruised. He had to be whipped. He had to be beaten. Because there was God's anger being poured out upon him. It should have been poured out upon each and every one of us. But God in his great mercy, in his grace, he sent Jesus to take that punishment for you and me. You ought to think about that today while you're sitting in your seat here today. Think about the time that you broke the law and you were guilty. Think about the time that you may have an unclean thought about someone. You were guilty. But because of what Jesus, Jesus came and he nailed your guilt and your shame upon his body. And you know the good news? The good news is that we don't have to stay that way. See, the good news is that I don't have to feel bad. I don't have to feel, continue to walk in shame and guilt. See, the good news is that I can be free from that. See, the Bible tells you that Jesus was nailed to the cross, but Jesus also came down off the cross. He was buried. And the Bible tells us, and you can check this fact, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6 that we were also buried with him. So when Jesus died, I died right along with him. Guess what? The next step, when Jesus rose, I rose right along with him. Amen. And the Bible tells us like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. We are new creation in Christ. The Bible tells us that the old is now gone and the new has come. Hallelujah. Let me give you a perfect example of that. You see, when I was in college, you name it, I had anything that I wanted. Money, I had. Success, I had. Fame, I had. I had it all. Could go into any store that I wanted to, any place I wanted to, and get anything that I wanted to do. I can drive any kind of car that I wanted to. Some of us live for all of these things because we think that that thing is going to fulfill the hole that we have in our heart. I tell you, nothing can fulfill that hole in your heart except recognizing that Jesus has made a way for you to come back to God and have a relationship with him. Some of you may say that, well, if I can do enough good things, if I can do enough good things, well, I thought the same thing too. If I can put on enough basketball clinics for all of the children in the community, if I can go to the senior home and serve in the senior home, that I will be 
gives him good marriage. Brothers and sisters, nothing wrong with that. That's good. But I can tell you for sure, that cannot save you. That cannot save you. The Bible says that it is by the grace of God that we are saved. Not by our works. Many of us try to work our way into the kingdom of God. Knowing that what Jesus did for me helps me to understand that I don't need to work my way into the kingdom of God. I just open my heart and receive what he has done for me. Amen. Some of you again, you're sitting, you're sitting here today and you are trying to work your way into the kingdom of God. I can tell you for sure. You're going to continue to work and continue to work and you're still going to find some part of your life not being fulfilled. You see, you would think that because I had everything. I had all the relationships that I wanted to. I had everything. You would think that I would be happy. But I was, very, I was far from being happy. Until one girl came up to me and got in my face and said to me that, do you know that Jesus loved you? And I said, yes. And then she said, do you know that Jesus loved you? And I said, yes. She said, let me tell you how he loved you. He loved you to the, he loved you to the point to where he was willing to leave the glory of heaven. To come here in the form of a man. To live a perfect and sinless life. And then to be able to go and be mocked and be spit on and be nailed to a cross. The most humiliating way to die. He was willing to do that. For each and every one of us. And I said to her. This Jesus is willing to do that to me. But what do I need to do? She says you don't need to do nothing. But all you just do is you just receive what he's done for you. Just open up your mouth and just say, Jesus, I know that I fall short. But I thank you that you have taken care of the problem that causes me to be separated from God. Today I receive what you've done for me. And I said that right there in front of her. And then she said, guess what? You, you would think that it's very difficult for you to continue on with this, right? And I said, yes. And she said that, don't forget about this. Jesus, when he died and he was buried, God the Father raised him up from the dead with his power. So therefore, he has power for you too. Power for you to live every single day without giving in to the temptation of sin. 
And I said, I want that power. I want that power to help me to be able to walk the way God would have me to, to walk. And she said again, all you have to do is receive it. What a wonderful way here. Everything else in life that we are told, we are told we have to work. If I want that education, I have to get in school and I have to work hard to get it. If I want the paycheck from the man that I work for, I have to show up there 40 hours a week and I have to work hard at it. So there was some good news to me here that I didn't have to do all of those work. I didn't have to do all of those things. All I had to do was just receive what God has done for me. Ha ha! Friend, there's a power in the gospel. The power to change your life. See, I told you about all the good side of the, how I could have everything that I wanted. But you know what? All of the everything that I wanted, it simply led me to spending nine, five to seven hours daily in the bar, on the bar suit. And I drank and I drank and I drank and I drank. All I was trying to do was drink all of my problems and my sorrows away. But I could never, never do it. But when Jesus stepped in, hallelujah, when Jesus stepped in, my life changed totally. It changed. That's the power of the gospel. That is nothing that Caesar did. But it's everything about what God did when he came into my life. That's what resurrection is all about. It's about seeing a change in a person's life. A change that cannot be brought on by nobody except Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior in the life. Amen. Somebody that sit here today, you're in desperate need of a change in your life. Things have been going well for you, but you still need a change in your life. I'm not the only one in this building that needed a change in my life. Some need facelift. Some need makeover. We need these things in our life. That's the good news about the resurrection. We can have a change in our life. If you're in a troubled and you're troubled in your marriage, change can come when Jesus come in. If you're in trouble in your job, change can come when you allow Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life. Are you willing to be let Jesus be Lord of your life today? I'm willing for to let him be Lord of my life. Friend, we don't have to worry about the problem of sin anymore. Jesus has done that. He has dealt with that. And for, folks, I'm going to leave you with this. All of us, we have to face Mr. Death. We have to face Mr. Death one day. And the good news about the resurrection is, not only has it, got, it done away with sin, but it also has done away with death. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. See, I know, I know that... When I'm done and the Lord has finished me up, finished up what I need to be done here on earth, I know for sure where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I'm going to be with Jesus. I don't have to doubt whether I'm going to be with Jesus. See, the Bible clearly tells us, just as the pastor opened up, for God so loved the world. That he gave his one and only son. That whosoever, whosoever believeth on him shall not perish. But he shall have eternal life. 
I don't know about you, but I'm willing to live forever. I want to live forever. In fact, the day that you accept Jesus into your life, the day eternity starts in your life. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. You can have an eternal mindset right now here in heaven and on earth. Amen. You can have heaven right here on earth. Amen. See, my life has changed. Not because of, again, whatever I have done, but simply because of what Jesus has done. I have allowed him to be the Lord in my life, leader in my life. And you know what? My life has dramatically changed. See, again. Used to be an alcoholic. Used to be a very, very condemning person. In fact, I wanted to fight all the time. I thought that I was, I thought that so many white folks had ripped me off so much that I wanted to fight all the time. See, I knew my heart was in bad condition. Some of you look and say, he used to think like that? Yes, he used to think like that because he's a sinner. But God can fix us. Amen. Amen. And God, you know, he, 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 he's not into religion. He's into relationship. You see, Jesus rose so that we again can have relationship with God. Somebody in this house today need to deal with sin in your life. All you have to do is just receive what God has done for you. And again, because this, this has everything to do with where you will go and what will happen to you when you die. It's important that you make the right choice. That's what I'm more concerned about than anything. If you are not sure that you're going to go to heaven, you need to make a choice today. Say, Jesus, I know that I cannot go to heaven because sin. But you have done something, Jesus. You took my sin. You bore my sins upon your body when you hang on the cross. And not only that, Jesus... You also gave me the power to live a victorious life here on this earth. Friend, we don't come just because it's Easter eggs and recognizing the Easter bunny. (laughs) Friend, we come because we need to hear the message. The message that I no longer have to live separated from God. But I can live in fellowship with God. And I can know for sure that when I die, I'm going to be with God in heaven. I like to say this. Just coming to church. Just hearing the message. Just putting on the Sunday best. Just doing a good here and a deed there, that's not going to get it. What's going to get it is that I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. And I not only recognize that, but I accept that into my life. Who here today 
Who here today that don't know what's going to happen to you when you leave this earth? If you don't know what's going to happen for sure to you today, you need to be praying a prayer today to accept Jesus into your heart. Please don't leave this building without doing that if you're unsure. Let us all bow our heads here. If you're unsure today that If you're unsure today that you don't know if you're going to go to heaven or not. I just ask that you would let God become the leader of your life today. Let Jesus be Lord in your life today. Let Jesus deal with the sin in your life today. Let him give you the power and the strength to live the life that God wants you to live here. If you're unsure that Jesus is your Lord and leader in your life, while people are having their eyes closed and their head bowed, if you're unsure, if you're unsure today and you really want Jesus to be your Lord in your life, if you're unsure, I'd like for you to slip up your hand really quick in there today and say, Jesus, I'm here. I want you to be Lord in my life. Slip up your hand. I see one hand right there. If you're unsure that Jesus is your Lord today, please don't wait. Please don't wait. That's the worst thing that you can do. I had a friend, his name was Kurt. And the Lord put on my heart to talk to Kurt about Jesus. And Kirk was going to play with a, a softball game with my brother, my oldest brother. And Kirk, he left with my older brother and they both in driving individual cars. Well, unfortunate thing, One drunk driver sped over on the side of the road and ran right into Kurt and head on, bang. And he was dead. Some of you say that, well, I'm going to wait till I get right. I can tell you for sure you'll never get right. Don't wait for the, don't wait for the right moment. Respond right away. Again, some of you here again today, you don't know Jesus, I know. And you need to know him today. If you want to know him, put your hand up and now. Don't wait, please. Don't wait. Know Jesus. Don't wait. If you don't know Jesus, slip your hand up and now. And I'll pray for you. This is wonderful news that if everyone in this place is saved today. That's wonderful news. If you don't know Jesus, slip your hand up and now. 
I'll give you a few more minutes. Father, thank you, Lord, for giving us this time to be able to come together and recognize and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. To help us to remember that we no longer have to walk in sin. We no longer have to walk in the guilt and the shame that comes with sin. Thank you, Lord, today that we can know for sure that we are the children of God. That we are born again, that we are saved. Father, I want to pray for all of these dear people of God here. Lord, I pray that we all would experience and walk in that resurrection power so that our lives would not be yielded to sin, but our lives would be totally yielded to the righteousness that comes by faith in God. Father, I pray that every single one here would be blessed. Lord, so that they can be a blessing to this world, Lord. Father, may they all walk in the goodness of God so that each and every person that they may come in contact they, they may see the goodness of God in their life and the goodness of God will lead their friends to repent and to turn away from sin I pray in the name of Jesus for those Lord who are there here today Lord they may not have made the decision but I pray God that you would move on their hearts today God and you would call them God you would touch them in their quietest moments, God. And they would know that you are Lord, that you are deliverer, that you are Savior, that you are King, and that you are the only true God. Father, I thank you again. And I pray that as your people get ready to depart from this place, Lord, let them not only Again, remember just the Easter egg hunts. But let them remember the true message of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. And we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much, 